Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. You guessed it. I'm Elizabeth Benton. And I think you're going to be really glad that you tuned in to today's episode. I'm going to share with you guys sort of an inside peek into the last few days within my fat loss fast track groups. I sent out an email, got some really interesting responses, and want to share some of that with you guys today. For those of you who have not heard me talk about my fat loss fast track groups, they're 12-week groups where I work with a fairly small group of people and we tackle one single challenge each week. It's really the anti-diet approach to fat loss that I talk about where we're really building a solid foundation of yes, making changes, but more than that, paying close attention to our own bodies, what works for each of us uniquely, our lifestyles, our preferences, our metabolisms, and really building a solid foundation of taking great care of ourselves without dieting. Some of our weekly challenges are nutrition-based, others are more mindset or lifestyle-based. A couple of them are movement and fitness related. We have these weekly challenges. We have weekly what I call level-up lectures, which are sort of mini little podcasts to help folks kind of get dialed back in towards the end of the week. We have a private Facebook group, that sort of thing. And it is, within these groups, very, very normal for people to be charged up and ready to go in the first few weeks because it's new. And lots of us are serial starters, right? We are really good at starting something new with gusto, but we don't have near as much experience in finishing as strong as we do in starting strong. We come out really hot and then we taper off. And I take that very seriously in the Fat Loss Fast Tracks. I see that as one of my primary jobs to prevent that drift. And I try to do that in a lot of different ways. And one of the ways that I was attempting to do that in this past week, I sent out an email to everybody in the Fat Loss Fast Track in this current spring session, right? Whether they're in the rookie group or they're in one of the two veteran groups. And I sent it, whether they seem to be super engaged and crushing it, or if I haven't heard from them in a while, I sent it to everybody. And I was surprised by the response, but in a good way. Not in a, I was really happy with every response kind of way, but in a way that it allows me to help people help themselves more effectively, all right? The subject line of the email was, are you a dropout? And I sent it for two reasons. Number one, I know that some people might kind of be offended by that. Like, I'm not a dropout, right? There's kind of a negative connotation to the word dropout. I get it. But I sent this email for two reasons. Number one, I wanted everyone who read it 
to really take a pause and look at their level of commitment and effort. Just an honest kind of, I don't know, am I a dropout? Am I doing the work? And if not, be able to defend like, no, I'm bringing my best effort and I'm engaged in this way and that way. But more than that, I wanted the people who were struggling, who maybe were drifting, who maybe don't have the same level of gusto, motivation, and excitement as they did in the first couple weeks, to have an easy segue into, yeah, Elizabeth, I think I need a little bit of extra help, right? And I got a lot of responses to that email. People who have been crushing it responded, and some of them, most of them, were a little bit defensive, like, no, I'm not a dropout. Why would you think that? I just emailed you yesterday. <laughs> and I'm I'm thrilled. Like, I'm not laughing at them. I'm excited that they are so certain of their effort and their commitment that they responded that way. But why I sent the email, what I'm really invested in, what I really want to target with them and also talk about today are the other responses. The responses from people who have drifted, who aren't doing the work they want to that they want to do, who are struggling a little bit more because I want to help them, right? And I know for sure that if people are struggling and drifting within the fat loss fast track, then many of you who are not in the fat loss fast track are drifting and struggling. So to give you a little bit of context, let me read the short email that I sent out and then I want to share some of the responses that I got from people who are struggling without their names, without their personal information. But I want to coach through those those reasons here on the podcast, just like I would within the Fat Loss Fast Track, because I know that they're not isolated. I know lots of people struggle with drifting. So here's what this short email said. The subject line was, are you a dropout? And the body of the email said, ready for a little gut check? Have you withdrawn? Have you drifted? Have you dropped out? Come on, let's get back in it. Change comes from what you do, not from what you know. So let me help you take action. Let's make the rest of the Fat Loss Fast Track the best of the Fat Loss Fast Track. I am genuinely here to help you be successful. If you've been drifting, I want you to do two things. Number one, identify two great choices you can make today and then make them. Number two, commit to emailing me within the next 48 hours if there is any way that I can help you. Tell me what's going on and let's do the work together. Don't give up. You will wish you had taken me up on this offer to help. So let's rally and start getting the results that you are capable of. And what I did after that when I started getting responses in, I printed out All the emails from people who said, yep, I'm drifting or I'm struggling or I've dropped out. I wanted to study them so that I can get better, so that I can be a more valuable coach and help people choose action and choose it consistently. My job isn't to tell people what to do, but to help them help themselves, to help them develop the tools so that they know how to self-motivate. They don't get that from me, right? I'm not here to motivate people. I'm here to teach people how to motivate themselves. And I want to help them recognize when they are in a slump and then develop the skills to get themselves out of it. That is my job, and I take it very seriously. Interestingly, nearly all of the emails where people said they're struggling, nearly all of those emails lacked one thing. And that is acknowledgement of the two action steps I gave them in that email. 
So I gave them two things to do to get back into a routine of action, to break the inertia of feeling stuck, to get out of that paralysis, and most of them didn't do that. Now, that's not the only thing those responses had in common. The people who were struggling or felt like they hadn't been doing the work, they were focused on the problems, not the possibilities. They were focused on what they can't do and why, not on what they can do and when. Because you won't take action if you're focused exclusively on why you can't. The first part The essential requirement for getting out of a place that you don't want to be is to focus on what you can do and when you'll do it. It's not that you have to be able to do the perfect thing or all the things. No, but there is something you can do and you have to be willing to identify to put your focus on what that is. Yeah, we could all stay focused on what we can't do. We all have that list. But there is a list equally as long, if not longer, of all the things we can do. After printing out all these emails and and looking over them many, many times, I was left with basically one thought. And that was, so what? And I don't mean that in terms of who cares, so what? But I mean, now what? Okay, now what? So you've told me everything that is wrong, but you can't stop there. That is your starting point. Feeling where you're at now is your starting point. It's not your ending point. It's your launch pad. You cannot go back and change the past, and you cannot necessarily get rid of all the things that are in your way. But there are so many things you can do. So what? Now what? This is the starting line. So what I want to do is I want to read through some of the responses I got because I think we can all relate to them. We all have moments and times when we feel like, We haven't been doing the work and we're focused on why we haven't been doing it and how bad we feel that we haven't been doing it and how frustrated and disappointed we are. I get it. We've all been there. So how do we get out of it? All right. So this is one of the first emails that I got in response. And again, there's no names. I've removed any personal or identifying information. But here's what one of them says. I wouldn't call my recent behavior drifting or dropping out, but I don't know what the hell is going on. It's almost like part of me is a teenager rebelling against myself. The shit that I choose to put in my mouth yesterday appalled me even while I was doing it. It was as if my hand was saying, oh, yeah, well, look what I'm going to make you eat now. Now, I've been in this state before, so I understand and I can empathize, right? Defiant, emotional, resistant, and more than anything, feeling out of control. But it's also highly dramatized. And it's easy for me to point this out because I'm not in that state. And that's why sometimes we need a coach. Because as we walk the path, it feels legitimately highly emotional. But I'm here to say you're creating that emotion by how you're thinking about it, right? As a coach, I'm not caught up in the same thoughts and judgment that you are. So as an unemotional outsider, I can say, I get it, but you're being really dramatic and it isn't helping. What you're really saying is, my actions and my intentions aren't aligned and I don't want it to be that way. But what you add in is the drama, the story, you're sensationalizing it and that negative emotion acts as an anchor. 
right? I did an episode recently about how we're not battling with ourselves. There's not the good angel on one shoulder and the bad devil on the other, right? And we have to have this war of of two different opposing sides within ourselves. It's not that way at all. And when we convince ourselves that that's how it is, it takes up so much emotion and space. It's mindset, right? And that negative emotion acts as an anchor and that anchor weighs you down and keeps you right where you are. It's mindset. And I talk about this all the time within my groups and I know lots of people aren't ready to hear it yet, but mindset is everything. Mindset is greater than skill set and it's mindset over tactics every single time because our mindset drives our choices. And the mindset of this email is, I don't have control. My body takes over. No, you have total control. You are the one making the choices, but you're convincing yourself of your powerlessness. You are convincing your conscious and your subconscious mind that you're not in control when you are, right? When your mindset is, I'm an out-of-control rebel, and my body is out to get me. See, you know, you think you're going to make good choices? Watch this as you put this in your mouth, horrified. No, you're totally in control. And the biggest problem is that you're telling yourself that you're not, right? You've convinced yourself that you are powerless instead of reminding yourself that you have all the power, all the control over how you take care of yourself. And you don't have to have all of the answers or all of the solutions, but when you find your mind drifting to, I have no control, switch that to, yes, I do. I'm not going to be dramatic. There is not some demon possession of my arm that's putting these awful things in my mouth. Like, that is drama. That is fantasy. That is sensationalism that doesn't serve me. It is negativity that anchors me someplace I don't want to be. You just have to redirect those hyper-emotional thoughts to nobody has control over what goes in my mouth other than me. And I am 100% capable of making one great choice right now. So what's it going to be? Use that mantra. So what? Now what? Don't allow yourself to send those messages to your subconscious or your conscious mind about your lack of power and control. You might not be making the choices that you ideally want to make, but you're still in control, right? And telling yourself otherwise will not serve you. Here's another email response that I got. Help. I cannot get this together. You're the best. I listened to the extra webinar and then part of a podcast. Who am I fooling? I know you're right. It's about action. I cannot get this together. Just like the last one. I understand and I can empathize, but I also am removed enough from the emotion to say, of course you can get this together. It's just a matter of what are you going to do to do it? Your focus is on your powerlessness and that is just a false narrative that you are feeding up. It's not true. Of course you can get it together. Think about it for just a second, okay? And talk about like, hyper-dramatization, but, but follow me. Let's say that what she means here is she's making food choices she doesn't feel good about and she wants to make better ones, but she's not. And that's what she means by I can't get this together. Safe bet that's what she's saying. And let's dramatize this for the sake of an example. And let's say that somebody came up to her today and said, if you eat anything other than real whole foods today, everyone in your family will be killed. 
It would almost be laughable because you know for sure she would not be hemming and hawing at the candy bowl or the bag of chips or the glass of wine. It wouldn't be like, oh, should I? I don't know if I can resist. Like, it would be the easiest challenge ever. You wouldn't even consider anything that wasn't a whole food. There wouldn't be any debate. Therefore, you are in total control. You just aren't focused on what's in it for you, on what you want and why you want it. You aren't bringing your attention there. Instead, you're focused on the lack of control, the powerlessness on what is hard and on the appeal of temptations instead of on the appeal of your best life and your goals. It's mindset, guys. That's what has to shift. You can get it together. And it starts with not telling yourself that you can't. Here's another email that came in. It says, I just don't know anymore. I start on Sunday with your email, listen to the challenge, journal that day. I'm not into journaling. I just can't remember and I don't enjoy it. Teach me to love it. Then there's the family thing. I don't want to make it seem like they're on this restriction from baked goods with me. That's really my only hang up when it comes to how I serve food. They love home baked goods and I love to make them. I've been pretty good with just making it and looking it away, looking away most days. Okay, can you see how both of these things, the journaling and the baked goods, are totally 100% mindset and not at all skill set? I tell my fat loss fast track clients all the time that I am not here to tell them what to think, but to help teach them how to think for themselves, right? And it's a big difference. To her question, you know, teach me to love journaling. I can't teach you to love journaling. You have to focus on why there is a benefit in it for you instead of focusing on, I don't like it. I'm not into it. It's not fun. I can't remember, right? You are doing the opposite of teaching yourself. You have to focus on why it's valuable, why it matters, instead of focusing on why you don't want to do it. Saying, I can't remember and I don't enjoy it isn't the path to learning to love it. You have to do that work. I talk constantly on here on the podcast and in the groups about why journaling matters so much, how it helps, how all of our answers are in our journal, how it teaches us to slow down so that we can create that pause between impulse or urge and action. But you're in charge of whether or not you focus on that. For as long as you stay focused on it's not fun and I don't enjoy it, you're not going to learn to love it, right? The experience in finding the value comes from action, not from understanding. Learning to love it isn't going to come from something I tell you or something you read. It's going to come from the benefit it brings to you when you do it. So it only comes from that action. As it relates to the family thing and the baked goods, this is not binary. You're thinking of it as very black and white. Either I get to enjoy this with my family or I don't. Either I enjoy it with them or they're restricting with me. No, you can still love to make baked goods for your family and even enjoy them with them and still reach your goals. Reaching your goals does not require that you never have another baked good. This too is all mindset. You can see this as a barrier or you can say, so what? Now what? Maybe you decide that once or twice a week you're going to enjoy a special baked good with your family. Maybe you'll decide that you're going to focus on quantity and you're going to fully enjoy one of whatever you make, but not 
three or four. It's not black and white. It's not either or. But if you're only focused on the problem, you aren't looking for a solution. This is the situation. I want to make baked goods and enjoy them with my family. What are my potential solutions or improvements? Not this is the problem, period, the end. Mindset. There are a couple other emails that I want to share with you, starting with this one. One of the things I'm struggling with is figuring out why I'm eating and drinking when I am. You talk about figuring out the feelings behind it and dealing with it, actually feeling the feelings rather than eating them, and I don't know where to start. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And where to start, that initial where do I begin, is paying attention. Typically, what happens is as soon as we start to feel uncomfortable, we turn away. We distract ourselves with television, social media, sleep, spending money, eating food, whatever, because we don't want to be uncomfortable. And even though ultimately overeating tends to make us feel worse than we did before, it suspends reality for a few minutes. We don't have to face the music. So instead of rushing to turn away, the starting point is to pay attention. And I responded to this particular client with a voice note. And in that voice note, I said, Before I started really losing weight, I knew that there was an emotional component to my eating that I really had overlooked in all of my past dieting attempts. The dieting attempts were all about eat less, move more, eat less, move more. And I wasn't dealing with the emotional stuff. And so what I started to do was give myself permission like, hey, look, if you want to eat, you can eat. But we're not going to skip the step of what's going on here right? So when I would have the urge to indulge or to binge or to overeat or whatever it was, I would say, okay, Elizabeth, that's fine. You can do that. But five minutes, you need to sit and write about like, are you happy? Are you sad? What's going on? Are you stressed out? Are you lonely? What's going on here as a first step? So it wasn't I'm telling myself, no, you can't eat, but I'm going to get something out of this. If I'm going to go ahead and indulge, I need to learn something from this experience. And so that starting point you're looking for is, hey, what's going on here, right? I would take a few minutes with my journal and just answer some questions, some really simple prompts like, what's going on? How am I feeling? What doesn't feel right? Is there a solution? Even if I can't solve it right now, are there potential solutions, downstream solutions, What kinds of things would make it worse? Shining a light on those feelings takes away some of their power. But when we refuse to acknowledge them, when we're afraid of them or we don't want to face them, those negative feelings become more powerful and we become more fearful of facing them. So as a first step, spend a few times with just a blank piece of paper, an empty journal, and use questions to gain some insight. Am I okay? What do I need? What do I want? What am I feeling? What's the solution? What would make this better? What would make it worse? Start there. You don't need the perfect plan or all the solutions, and you don't need the perfect questions. You just need to start turning into yourself instead of turning away from yourself, and you have to do it consistently. It's not something you can just do when you feel like it, because when it's going to matter most is when you don't feel like it. Two more emails I want to share with you. This one says, still struggling. I hate to say I'm a dropout because I start every day with the best intentions. I get sidetracked by the needs of others, the care of my father and a very stressful job. I need to keep me and the fat loss fast track a priority. 
Any suggestions? I'm disappointed in wasting this time and opportunity because I know I need help and I want to follow through. So like I said earlier, and this is not criticism, I can empathize, I've been there, but it's objective because I'm not caught up in the same situation. The emotion doesn't help. Being disappointed doesn't help. Focusing on the obstacles I have a stressful job, I have other people to take care of, doesn't allow us to see solutions, right? I posted um, a blog, I think it was last Friday or last Thursday, on the difference between having good intentions and being intentional. They're very different things. And I know this email started out, you know, I start every day with the best of intentions. I think we all do. I don't think anybody wakes up thinking like, I want to make myself feel awful today. (laughs) Like it just doesn't happen. We all have great intentions. If you're listening to this podcast, you clearly have great intentions, but that's not enough. There is a difference between having good intentions and being intentional. So like I said, there are always going to be these obstacles, whether it's the stressful job, care for family members, that might create a list of things we can't do. But don't let that distract you from the list of things you can do. And that is the suggestion. Start with just this one day. What is one thing I am able and willing to do? And then do that thing. And understand that we don't have to have the same perfectly executed plan seven days a week. That's not realistic, especially when we're struggling, especially when there are obstacles. So what is one thing that you're able and willing to do. All right, last one I want to share with you guys. Hi, EB. I would definitely consider myself a drifter. Until this past Sunday, I have always been making time to listen to the webinars and journal. I know my reasons are just excuses. I just moved. I'm financially stressed. Work has been insane, and my parents are getting a divorce. Needless to say, my choices food choices, have been horrendous. I've made myself feel absolutely awful over the course of several days binging. I gained a lot of weight. I since got a little bit more under control because I had enough of feeling so awful, but I still don't feel in control. My mind is just exhausted. So the one thing that I want to point out here is that not making great choices and not taking care of yourself is exhausting. While many of us can are convinced that taking care of ourselves is exhausting, it actually frees up a lot of mental and emotional energy and generates excitement and enthusiasm. It's easier to do the work, right? I want you guys to see that not making great choices is even even more exhausting than taking great care of yourself because you're emotionally exhausted and the food you're putting into your body physically exhausts you. But when you feel that way, overwhelmed, there's just a million things going on, simplify. Simplify. Turn off the thought faucet and turn to action. Just one thing right? It's not about, oh my gosh, I need to journal and I need to say my affirmations and I need to watch this webinar and, 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 and. Turn off the thought faucet because you can only do one thing at a time. So just focus on the next right thing. Do not let planning and perfection and thinking get in your way. Just turn to the next right choice. The next good one thing that you are able to do simplify. 
Do not let your crazy thoughts, your emotion, and the obstacles get in the way of simple action. Not every action, not every answer, just the next right choice you can make. We all have one good choice in us for sure. So just get to that and turn down the drama, turn off the thought faucet. So I just wanted to kind of take our time today to give you this insight into the fat loss fast track. It is something that I love doing and I'm always looking to add more value, have more fun, give more tools, make it more personal. There is right now a wait list up for the summer fat loss fast track. It kicks off on July 9th. So we'll be going into the fall with tons of momentum and excitement. Um, the wait list will be linked up in the show notes for this episode, or you can go to primal potential forward, uh, forward slash shop and you will see the wait list there. Registration will open probably in the early 20-ish range of June. Uh, so towards the end of June, a couple weeks before the end of June for that July 9th kickoff. And we'll be talking more about the details and whatnot. But if you want to be the first to get information, be the first to get a spot, make sure you are on that wait list. And ultimately, guys, the takeaway from this episode is not about the fat loss fast track. It is about you it is about your mindset, and it is about focusing on what you can do now instead of what you haven't done, instead of what you might do in two weeks, what you should do for the next month, what you can do now. Love you guys a lot. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.